0: Chapter four, verses one through three. Therefore, for my brother and dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Eudaius and beseech Sintichi that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also true yoke fella, Help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose name are in the book of life. Here Paul addresses the problem concerning the Philippian church. There were two sisters in Christ named Eudolia, and sent who had labored with Paul in the gospel, but for whatever reason was not getting along. Paul pleased with them to walk in unity. Alright, let's look at verses 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Now Paul instructs the Philippian church here to rejoice always in the Lord. And in case you missed it the first time, he says it again. Rejoice. Then he tells them to be unselfish and considerate in an everything they do, showing forth gracious gentleness, not to some, but to all. Why? Because Jesus is soon to come. All right, let's look at verses six and seven. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Paul makes it very plain here. Worry about nothing, pray about everything Talk to God the Father about everything Take your problems before the throne of God And leave them there And whatever you ask God to do for you And for others believe that he has heard And have already answered your request And give him thanks for hearing And answering your petitions Right then and there before the answer Or the answers are visibly seen And if we do this on a daily basis What will happen? We will constantly walk in We will constantly enjoy the peace of God The peace of God will rule our hearts hearts and minds all day every day. This is what causes the world to marvel at us. While they are worrying about you know, things pulling their hair out, we are walking in the joy of the Lord with, with, with our hearts full of the peace of God with a smile on our faces. And they can't understand how in the world this can be. The reason why the world can't understand this is because the peace of God is beyond the human intellect. And it keeps the hearts and minds of every believer th- through Christ Jesus who worry about nothing. And who prays about everything Look at verses 89 Finally brethren Whatsoever things are true Whatsoever things are honest Whatsoever things are just Whatsoever things are pure And whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. Now this this has been called the briefest biography of Christ he is the one who is true, he is the way the truth and the life, he is honest he is called the just one the only pure individual who ever walked this earth was the Lord Jesus he was lovely which means gracious, virtue has to do with strength and courage he was the one of courage a real man he took upon himself our humanity and if there be any praise he is the one to be praised and worship think on him meditate in his word day and night god told joshua that if he would meditate in his word day and night and if he would observe to do all that he was commanded to do by god that he would be able to make his way prosperous and that he would find good success and then paul wraps it up by saying and the god of peace shall be with you. My God. Look at verses 10 through 14. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me had flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, that with to be content, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. As this letter draws to an end, Paul generously expresses his gratitude for the gift which the Philippians had sent to him. He knew that he had always been much in their thoughts, but circumstances had, up till now, given them no opportunity to show their mindfulness of him. It is believed that for two years, the church in Philippi had lost touch with Paul. They did not know where he was after he had been arrested in Jerusalem And then put in prison for two years. The next time they they heard about him, he had been transferred to a prison in Rome. And after locating him, they again began to meet his needs financially. What a beautiful relationship between Paul and the Philippian believers. Then Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Listen, we can do all things which God has for us to do from the time he saved us to the time he takes us out of here. Jesus Christ is the one who strengthens us and enables us to do all that is in his will for us to do. Oh, my God. Look at verses 15 through 18. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, and acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Isn't that beautiful? Paul says here, It is not that I desire a present from you for my own sake, although your gift touches my heart and makes me very glad. I don't need anything, for I have more than enough, but I am glad that you gave me a gift for for your own sake, for your kindness, will stand greatly to your credit in the sight of God. Then he uses words which turn the gift of the Philippians into a sacrifice to God, the odor of a sweet savor, he calls it. That was a regular Old Testament phrase for a sacrifice which was acceptable to God. It is as if the smell of the sacrifice was sweet in the nostrils of God. The priests in the Old Testament went into the holy place to put incense on the altar and It ascended with a sweet smell. A Christian in his giving is like a priest making an offering to God. When it is made in the right spirit... Uh, it is, as Paul is saying to the Philippian believers, more than just making a donation or taking up a collection. It is an offering, an order of a sweet smell to God. And that is what your gift is when it is given in the right spirit. Paul's joy in the gift is not in what it did for him, but in what it did for them. It was not that he did not value the gift for his own sake, but his greatest joy was that it and the love which prompted it were dear to God. Verse 19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Paul, thinking of their sacrifice to supply his need, Paul assures them that God will supply all their needs. Listen, we see here simply the principle of sowing and reaping. You shall reap. Whatever you sow. All right. And then verses 20 through 23. Now unto God our fa- and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you. Chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. This great letter comes to an end with greetings. Paul greets each believer personally. The believers who were with Paul also send their greetings. And then Paul closes with a benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.